Okay, mm-hmm. awesome. So, hi everyone out there. Um, hi, hello everybody. I know you, some of you who are joining us from last season are like, are like, is that who I think it is? It is. <laughs> it's Katie Tatiana. Welcome yes. to season two. Yes, season two of Romance and Color, the podcast. Um, for those of us, um, for those of you all just joining us, um, this is your first time listening to the podcast, season two, episode one here. Uh, I will give you a little brief uh, background about who we are. Um, I'm Tatiana Richardson. I am the other half of the duo here at Romance and Color. Um, I am a romance author avid reader um and also a person who really really enjoys romance and diversity and romance and champions diversity and romance and i started this blog with my well, my podcast rather i'm so old i said blog so yakini tell them about, about yourself Okay, guys, so I'm Yakini, and Tatiana and I have known each other for a really, really long time, and we're both Greek, not Greek, the the nationality, but we're Black Greeks, and we are sands, which means that we crossed the burning sands at the same time, spring 2000. So we have a lot in common, including our love of romance. I think that my love of romance started Oh, goodness, probably too early when I was sneaking, reading my grandmother's Harlequin romance novels that she had like stacked in her closet. And so I fell in love with those. And just after that, just it was a slippery slope. Love everything romance, love romance novels, romance books. um, And I especially love romantic holiday movies. And I think did we start off with our Facebook page that you created about kind of like holiday movies black holiday movies and then the yeah. podcast came right. from that, or was it i don't remember which happened first i think the the, the facebook group kind of started first I so we started so. yeah. yeah we started our facebook group first which was kind of just to talk about our love of all things hallmark and romance and lifetime uh, over the holidays and then this morphed into this podcast which yeah um, believe mm-hmm. it or not has garnered us a lot of um new listeners and new uh, converts to romance, particularly uh, Black romantic movies and uh, romance novels featuring uh, BIPOC characters. So Mm -hmm. um, we're really, really excited about um, this next season, um, not to go on and on. Um, But we covered so much ground last last season didn't we I love the diversity because we kind of went to so many different places each of us Mm -hmm. kind of bringing our backgrounds I'm a psychologist you're an academician and a writer Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. higher ed and we just kind of are a a blend I think of just different perspectives and I think our readers have different experiences and perspectives and I think that's what makes this podcast fresh and exciting and you're kind of getting different opinions so I'm so excited to be back for season two for those of you who are new listeners, I hope you take a moment and catch up on season one because there were some really fun topics that we discussed. Um, yeah. And looking yes. forward to what lies ahead. Yeah, we we covered everything from holiday movies to, you know, some favorite topics. And we had a few guest appearances. Yes. Friends of mine. What were some of your favorite topics from last season? I'm just curious. Did you have um, anything 
stood out that you loved that we talked about? I absolutely loved our Love is Blind discussion that we had. That <laughs> yeah. was that, the hot show of the season. Oh, my God. And um, we talked about Love is Blind, which I enjoyed. Um, I liked having my husband on. And we talked about, you know, keeping the spice going during quarantine. Uh, which we did not even anticipate quarantine going on this damn long, but Lord have mercy. <laughs> and I really enjoyed all the authors that I um, did for my writing in color series at the end. So um, mm-hmm. what about you? What about what are some topics you enjoyed? I enjoyed our topic about May, December romances, but mm-hmm. we kind of switched it up and talked about like older women, younger men, Mm-hmm. Um, or cougars, if you will. So I enjoyed that topic because I had a little experience in that. So that was kind of fun sharing that. And um, <laughs> Ooh, okay, and that's just always a fun one for me. And then mm-hmm. I also liked when we talked about online dating, which I think kind of both of us are kind of out of experience and practice because I think our dabbling in online dating was probably like more in like when it was new you know what I mean we kind of everybody was scared you know what I mean yeah there was a stigma and it was kind of like there was shame and kind of meeting your spouse online and today it's so open and I love it and yeah yeah, so that was fun yeah we covered so so much we did um, we did this 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 week's uh topic is a is a good one um <laughs> it's kind it's of a relevant one right now it's kind it's of a very, hot. it's yeah. very relevant so if you all we're going to start with some hot topics first and kind of lead into our um topic of the day so we're going to kind of change up the format of the show a little bit and so mm-hmm. we'll kind of start with some hot topics in romance and move forward you know a la wendy williams you know that's the yeah. kind of <laughs> Yes, it's my girl. Thank you for saying that. And she's back, baby. <laughs> back this week. This okay, the week. but I think Tiffany Pollard should take her job. <laughs> but, but I'm not gonna say nothing. But anyway, <laughs> so if so all, we start, hmm? so so if you all have been listening to the news lately, um, last week or so on Tamron Hall show. Andrew Gillum, the former uh, mayor of Tallahassee, who ran for the governor of uh, California, I mean, excuse me, Florida, um, came out as bisexual. Mm-hmm. And you all know he had that scandal uh, with him in the hotel room with the escorts. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was re- it was really bad. Um, yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And I his hand was kind of forced when he came out because all of that right. happened. People right. aren't. I think he was caught with someone who turned out to be a male escort and either he or the man was unconscious on the floor there were drugs nearby so of course there was fear of overdose and then of course if you aren't familiar with this story the police were called to a hotel room because of a suspected overdose and he was basically found intoxicated in a Miami hotel room with mm-hmm. a young man and um, you know I guess the, the, the unfortunate thing in it is that he is married so you know, some see this as kind of just a politician who's being unfaithful. What else is new? But also, you know, of course, it became a big issue because people didn't know that he was possibly bisexual. And then and he. The, and the crazy part out. was his wife knew. His wife knew that he was bisexual before they got married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it wasn't a, that part was not what was surprising or upsetting to her. The upsetting part was him disappearing for hours 
and drinking and drugging for 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 hours you know so she said he had never there were times when he would disappear and she would you know he'd come back in a reasonable amount of time she didn't really think anything of it but you know regardless of it doesn't matter if he was bisexual or not it was his other behaviors that was the addiction behaviors that was really the problem now did they have an open relationship i don't remember that piece no they they, they did not um he he said yes i'm bisexual however i am committed to you i am committed in a monogamous relationship with you Mm -hmm. um so regardless of if he is bisexual or not he made a commitment to this person and he did not um, honor that honor that right and i think what probably was most jarring for people was her kind of acknowledging yes i did know my husband was bisexual and that's okay and what was most troubling about this is that he like you said disappeared for hours he was unfaithful to me and i think that as people are very shocked to kind of like as this story unfolded I don't think that this story is as uncommon as people think it is with kind of a wife or partner being with a man who is bisexual and who's been honest about that with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I have that situation. I know people who are in that current situation. Um, Mm -hmm. And I just, just not, and I personally want us to get to a place in society where it's okay for men to be able to say, to be open about being bisexual Sure, yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. Or pansexual. And it's okay. And you can make whatever choice you want to make, you know, as a woman who you want to date. But I just think it's so unfortunate that that people aren't able to kind of live in their truth. Um, and, I mean, as, a, as a psychologist, I mean, you have got to, I'm sure you encounter folks who feel mm-hmm. so stigmatized as being both Black and you know, yes. queer or bisexual or in, in, in you know, and not and it's knowing mainly how to our do. Yes, yes. It is mainly our community. There's a large body of research that's explored the attitudes um, towards non-heterosexual men and women. Mm-hmm. And across these studies, it's kind of consistently shown that gay men or bisexual men are far more disliked than like lesbian women or women mm-hmm. who identify as bisexual. Gay right. men and sexual men get a tough break and it's no wonder so many men are not able to kind of live in their truth or yeah. maybe behind closed doors they are because my hat's off to the men who are able to tell their wives this truth um but it just kind of sucks yeah kind of and it's funny um, you mentioned that about women being able to be live in their truth because on the flip side Niecy Nash actress comedian all-around bad bitch mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <laughs> got married to a woman and uh, it's just crazy that she got didn't you feel like we were like celebrating her online and that people right. collected celebrating her online like right right because i mean she had, she had such a string of bad marriages to yeah. where oh wow maybe you really found love this time and maybe you were really happy and it just so happens to be a woman because if a man did that i don't think oh, Happy, oh girl, no, they wouldn't be happy. Tank didn't even come out as bisexual, and I don't know if he is or not. But like, didn't something happen a few months ago? Correct me if I'm wrong. He made some comment. I don't remember if we can curse on this podcast, so I'm gonna just say he made a comment about oral sex or so. I don't remember what it was, but oh my god, like I feel like it was something about just because you you experiment or dibble dabble, 
and have oral sex or participate does not make you gay. You may have what it was or something like that, and then you didn't like it or whatever. But you know that you shouldn't have a stigma around basically experimentation and people just bashing for it. Oh, he's gay. That's not what he said. He said you shouldn't stigmatize people, which he's absolutely correct for. You know. And then Malik Yoba had something too several months ago. I don't remember if it was he spoke up about like maybe in defense of the trans community or maybe he was attracted to some. It was another thing, but just another thing. He he admitted that he was a man who was trans attracted. Okay. Um, Okay. He he saw trans women as women. Um, And he 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 didn't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and people would lambast him for that, you know. And, yeah, yeah. And really, no one really has to out there if they met a single Janet Mock would be happy to date her. Especially and get, go out on a few dates because I don't know in the trans community when you kind of reveal that truth. But you go out with a Janet Mock, and I'm only using her name because she's kind of such a well-known figure, mm-hmm. and you yeah. really like her and you fall in love with her personality, and you're telling me you would end it immediately. I I just feel like people aren't living in their truth. But yeah, I, I, I agree. Okay. We've come a long way. Um, know, but we do better. We need to yeah, do better. But, but it just made me think about as we move on to our topic and 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 the and the, the real tea with Nisi Nash and I, I have to bring it up that mm-hmm. lady she married was the mu- mu- um, musician at her wedding, her last wedding. Oh no, see that's just shady. <laughs> I didn't know that. That is so the funny, funny part. Huh? <laughs> no, that's like that's the real like, ooh, girl, like what's up with that part? That's you know, that's that. that's yeah, what is so she's a she's a musician. I didn't I hadn't heard of her before um yeah, before that. I had either apparently she's super talented. Apparently she's been on the voice or some other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so she's like super, super talented, great like she's written some songs for the people and stuff like that. So well, she's she got super well known in that community, but you know. Mm-hmm. Girl, that's the that's the real tea and shade. I mean, I not not the fact that it's a woman. The fact that that lady sang at your other wedding and now you married, now <laughs> <laughs> you married to her. But um, yeah, but, but anyway, it just made me think about how many of of folks out there are struggling to come out late in life, like yeah. struggling. Now Andrew Gillum, and I'm Andrew Gillum is probably the exception. I think he's known that he's bisexual for quite some time, yeah. but quote unquote, but he wasn't bad. comfortable telling us. You know what I mean? He kind of had to come out. There was also recently. I don't know if he followed these YouTubers, and I don't remember her name, but a YouTuber was recently forced to come out as trans because someone was blackmailing her. And yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. it's like I also understand. Like, so I didn't know. So you're saying he probably lived most of, most of his life bisexual. Yeah, so I think so. among people he grew up with and stuff. I don't know. I don't know about that. I think he, as with many men, you know, cisgender men, they are they hide who they are around their boys. You know, their boys who are quote unquote cisgender and straight. I'm mm-hmm. sure he was hiding who he was. Yeah. Um, but you know, Nisi came as a shock to a lot of us. Like, what? Like, you know, and what? she could have continued to hide it, kind of like the older generation, such as a Queen Latifah or a Debrat. I mean, Debrat's not super older. I don't even know her age. Maybe she's not much older than us. I don't know. But that generation, like, they'll never kind of come out because they're not okay. Oh, they they will. What's her name? Debrat actually said. But I appreciate Nisi Nash just kind of introducing her wife, and boom, this is what it is, y'all. I'm married now. Like, do you know what I mean? And look, right. 
Um, and that's that. Um, those kinds yeah. of things are important for people to see. Yeah, I agree. And, and and it has to be, we don't, I don't think we see enough in whether it be in pop culture or in literature or whatever, enough folks coming out late in life or discovering parts of their sexuality late in life. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure and you, that- you mean like really discovering it, not just kind of like opening up about it later in life. You mean like really no. kind of exploratory. No, like, you know what? I am, I like men and women, or I just like women. I was just fooling myself with these men or, you know, mm-hmm. I was fooling myself with these women. I really am gay or I'm pansexual. I'm, you know, I don't really have, you know, sexual feelings at all. I'm asexual. You know, I was, you know, yeah. why was I even having sex in the first place, you know? So mm-hmm. I think I think folks are realizing, particularly our generation and older, I mm-hmm. would say folks past, you know, 45 and up really are I'm really, coming coming, yeah, yeah, are coming into their sexuality much, much That's later in life. Yeah. Like I, when the tank thing happened, I feel like he kind of retreated and wasn't ready to kind of own it. Cause I really don't know what was behind that comment. We, we won't know, yeah. but um, he didn't really double down on it and say, I said what I said and you can enjoy <laughs> doing that. And it's, and it's okay. Like, or it does make you this or it doesn't. So I think that the backlash was just so strong that he had no choice or he did have a choice, but he chose to retreat. And I kind of feel like Malik kind of doubled down and I'm proud of him for that. You know, I am too. Although, you know, I hate that when he did that, he lost some, you know, yeah. key positions that he had for himself and I don't want to talk about it because I am Greek in certain organizations. Oh, really? Oh, that's- yeah. And so I thought that was really, really unfortunate. That's effed um, up. What if there's a young man struggling yeah. with his sexuality? Uh-huh. And I would, you know, mm-hmm. that's a whole nother topic. But I just wish folks, we, we yeah. are, you know, folks who belong to, to organizations that are prominent or whatever. It, or even because- sports teams and stuff. It's just yeah. Anything that's sort of heteronormative and, you know, whatever, if if they would just have the courage to come out and be like, hey, this is who I am. Like in an individual sport, it's fine. But when you're in a team sport environment or whatever, it's so hard to like come out or whatever. Like you you can count the number of pro athletes who are on teams, basketball, football, baseball, that Mm -hmm. came out as gay, but they only did it after they retired, Mm -hmm. you know? So that's mm-hmm. that's sad. I don't think there are any current players yeah. um, who are openly gay. I mean, people joke about certain people. I'm not going to say any names because that's yeah. silly speculation. Yeah. But mm-hmm. people joke about certain people and say, "Oh, that person's gay because they dress crazy after post game yeah. or whatever." Um, or yeah. you know, he, he dances a lot, and you know, it, it's so silly to me. I I just think mm-hmm. it's so so silly. But mm-hmm. I, what are some reasons you think? particularly folks who are like I say zennials and and generation xers are coming out much later in life versus you know earlier do you think Mm -hmm. like stigma is not as bad as, as it was before I think times are changing and I think that today people kind of just are seeking happiness maybe and mm-hmm. it's got to be so stifling like a luther vandross to like live in the closet just for oh, so long you know what I mean? never be able to celebrate your true self and that generation freddie jackson all of them 
I, I just, I applaud it. And I just think that maybe just people are kind of like, I'm putting my happiness first, because that's maybe kind of the message that I think we're getting today. Yeah. Um, I'm going to put my happiness first, no matter what. And just, you know, it's just hard to know. Um, and I think because people are more accepting, it's okay to do it now. Like, I think I shared last season, like I have a friend whose um, partner um, did kind of reveal that he was bisexual. He mm -hmm. didn't hear it and I don't know what Andrew Gillum's situation was um but with when he was dating his his he volunteered wife. it he volunteered it and they went on and got married anyway yeah because there are some women who are okay with it and sometimes you don't want to admit that publicly but there are some women who are okay with it but this came out because my friend's partner was unfaithful and she kind of discovered it through text messages and all that stuff you know mm -hmm. how we are detectives sometimes when you know <laughs> Yes. But anyway, what they're, and they're still together and they're happy and they've kind of worked through it. Mm -hmm. And talked with her about how she was able to kind of work through that. She said that it it was because basically um, the focus of kind of what he did was more on the infidelity and the betrayal in that sense and not kind of treated as a, oh, my God, you're gay or bisexual. You were with a man because she doesn't think that the relationship would have been able to sustain that because he already felt very kind of um I think ashamed and um humiliated after it mm -hmm. came out she mm -hmm. just said that she kind of intentionally kept it uh you you were dishonest you basically had an affair with someone or you know not even an affair but a one you know what I mean kind of like in yeah. any relationship you cheat you have to kind of get through that and rebuild the trust but the focus on um, through their healing was on the rebuilding of an infidelity it wasn't kind of like a you cheated with a man um and she says that and that was discussed they didn't brush that under the rug like am I going to be able to satisfy you should I expect that you're going to be going outside this relationship to get a man comfort of a man because I can't give you that and so they kind of talked through that and 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 that's not going to be the issue mm -hmm. so keeping it kind of a you were unfaithful in general um mm -hmm. and not making him kind of not emasculating him because of that so um mm -hmm. I just wish that you know it's hard though it's easy for me to say I wish people were able to live in their truth but it's very hard I I know I that like as I've gotten older I've gotten just kind of more comfortable with my sexuality and I'm 41 now and it kind of took me to like 40s maybe late 30s but more like 40s to kind of get to the place where I am just in terms of being able to kind of ask for what I want you know from a partner mm -hmm. I in my days I was the type of girl who would like fake an orgasm and to me that is crazy like do you know what I mean like yeah. I would never yeah do that. but at you that know, time as much as we love romance I blame romance books for that <laughs> no say more about that that's so interesting say say more about that because because like we've been fed these fairy tales of when you have your first kiss or you have your first time it's so amazing you're gonna feel this and you're gonna feel that or when you're with someone you love they're just gonna automatically know what you want and and you know that we feed into this idea that the romance and being swept up in it is all yeah. that we need and we don't get into the nitty-gritty mechanics of look you need to do X, Y, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes we don't want to ask for what we want because as women, we're 
tradition that we're supposed to be kind of more like conservative or let them make the first move when in reality a lot of men like the opposite and I think they appreciate a woman who's able to speak up and Mm -hmm. in order to get your needs met sometimes you have to speak up because I'm a fan of saying that I know my body best and I kind of know what I need in order to kind of reach that place so I sometimes will need to kind of assist someone in helping me get to that place by kind of right And I've never, you know, experienced anyone not appreciating that. But again, that took me a long time to kind of get to a place where I was comfortable to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like these, this other layer of being a woman and being black and having all these other um, identities layered on top of you and feeling like, oh, as a black woman, should I you know, a man, you know, building up, should a man be a man and, you know, let him do this and me, you know, fall back. Or if I say what I want, is he going to think I'm a whore or, you know, know, all this other stuff that's being layered on us as black women, you know, and black men, you know what I mean? Like, you know, going not to, to harp on Andrew Gillum, but, you know, as a black man, him saying, look, I like what I like, you know? Well, liking what he liked destroyed. Well, I don't want to say destroyed his career. Being in a hotel with a prostitute destroyed his career. Exactly. That's what. That right. But who knows what would have happened if he said something like, if him and his wife had been out to dinner with a man, and it turned out that they were having an open relationship, and he was allowed to date a man. I still feel like that could have destroyed his career. But yes, we'll say that the being in a hotel with a prostitute (laughs) almost overdosed. That's pretty. If it had been a woman, he it would have still destroyed his career. Right. Maybe I think um Niecy Nash too, she's at she was at a place in her career where she can command, you know, bigger checks and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And she can her coming out and marrying a woman is not gonna hurt her in her career. Has I she Angel, those albums are unless you're like you do it like what's the old town country road whatever his name is Lil Nas X. he 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 did it the right way because first of all he's a zennial or is it yeah. whatever generation z whatever it is yeah, so yeah. <laughs> off in the beginning like a frank ocean and i think that's how to do it because when you kind of pose one way it, it just is harder to come out later you know that's yeah. yeah. it people accept it and we love it i think yeah. we we do. We accept it and love it. I don't know how everyone people feel. Yeah, I think I think older older generations are still struggling with this mm-hmm. idea that sexuality is fluid. They feel like everything is fixed, yeah. and you know it's not. <laughs> it's not fixed. Your your sexuality is not a straight line. It looks more like a <laughs> a wave. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's not a straight line. You know, from point A to point B. There's there may be some detours. <laughs> the way yeah 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 so i i i I really wish that our old i think our older generation a lot of times uh people who stay in these loveless marriages or or cheat all the time and conceal it for umpteen hundred years and you wonder why this weird guy's at the funeral when this person dies (laughs) exactly exactly you know my god you know and you're yeah. like, who the hell is that? Well, your daddy said it's Uncle Uncle Mike. And you're like, who exactly. is that? Who is that? Like, we never met him or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think in a lot of ways, they're envious of the freedom that younger folk 
and have now, you know, and they just don't know how to navigate that space of I'm trapped and I'm envious of you being free, but I'm also trapped. So because of that, I'm going to continue to wallow in this oppression and oppress you and other people because I feel oppressed myself. So it's just a cycle of like, you Mm -hmm. know, all these, you know, forces kind of battling you know to to be recognized you know there's racial there's sexual there's ageism all that combined is a lot mm-hmm. to handle you know um yeah. I just can't imagine you know living mm-hmm. my life and then you know I get 70 years old and was like you know having regrets about my thing yeah about you know, I don't want to I don't want so much I wish I had worn that short skirt I wish I had gone out and did a little more dancing mm-hmm. I wish I had I wanted to I wish I'd had an experience with a woman because I always fantasized about it but mm-hmm. I was ready to have my you know get married and have a husband and have my 2.5 kids and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's about not having regrets and it's not easy to kind of live in your truth but I hope that like these examples these recent examples can inspire people because even though like Tank kind of didn't double down and you know I was about to say Omar Epps but um but you know I think as these things happen there's probably a lot of men out there like happy that you know like kind of it's opening the doors a little bit maybe there will be a time when they can come out with their husband or whatever like how Nisi Nash did it because I feel like even 15 years ago it wouldn't have been as celebrated oh, the Nisi God, no. had to lie about being a lesbian I think mm-hmm. or something she came out so times are changing every day every month every year so. yeah yeah. Right direction. It's just it's a crawl, not a you know. Right. Not right. A it's, not, it's not a sprint. <laughs> and it's I just feel sprint. like as a people, as black people and people of color, we are just so, you know, white folks or other minorities are kind of more advanced. There's just such a stigma in our community. It's just so hard to be gay, especially a gay man or a bisexual man. Yeah, and 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 just this this idea of what is a man, masculinity. You know, and we try to tell people toxic masculinity kills men too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's it's oppressive to men too, and they don't see that. You know, they don't see no, they that. Don't. You know, these pressures that they're putting on you are killing you too, brother. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I think if people realize that. I briefly, briefly, briefly dated this guy who had so many wonderful qualities on paper. And after just like a few dates, we had a conversation about, I think we were watching a movie and there was like kind of the topic of trans uh, folks came up and just his opinions and his attitudes were so repulsive to me. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to talk to him again because I said, I consider myself a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. And he kind of did a double take and I said, I'm the A for ally. Mm-hmm. And um, at, at the very least, I'm the A for ally, maybe more, I'm, you know, but I said, I'm personally offended by what you said. Like we had a long conversation and he kind of was doubling down and like giggling and then trying to like retract. Well, I mm. don't believe anyone, you know, humanity, I have a respect for it and no one should be, it just disgusted me. I was just yeah. like, I would be with someone like that because I don't want those attitudes in my home or mm. projecting. I don't want my children to be around the attitude because I try to raise my two sons to be open and loving and embracing of everyone and even though they're kind of getting opinions outside and at school and they may like repeat things they hear we always have a conversation about what it means and why this is not okay to laugh at this or that. Mm-mm. that's a turn right. off to me 
immediately just disgusted. Like right. who in 2020 still has attitudes about, and, and a lot of people apparently. About what? Is literally none of your business. Like, I just, <laughs> like, I just, ugh, I just didn't yeah. like you're an evolved, intelligent man who has gone to school and lived in the world, and you still would make disparaging comments that I'm perceiving as homophobic and transphobic. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't yeah, like that. I don't like that either. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I couldn't, you know, you know, my brother is is gay, and mm-hmm. so when I when I um met my husband, I told him, I said, look, you know, I need to just tell you, my brother's gay. Do you have a problem with it? I straight up asked. And and he's a Caribbean like, no. man. Could have been that could have been instilled in him. So it's good. Right. Up front is what and it is. Because he is from the Caribbean, and I hate to be stereotypical, but there is a very homophobic yeah. attitude mm-hmm. in the Caribbean with Caribbean folk. Mm-hmm. And luckily for him, he had been around gay mm-hmm. people. He had friends who were gay, and you know, frat brothers and and close friends with women and men who were gay and, and stuff. He worked in the restaurant industry, but which hires a lot of LGBT folk. He one of his best sous chefs was trans. And so he was just like, oh God, no, what, what, what would make you think, you know, what would make yeah. you think that? And that's when I knew, I was like, yeah, this is somebody I could, could be yeah. around. And then as we, you know, had a baby and, you know, growing up, you know, seeing her grow up and, you know, her going to visit my brother and his husband and, being around um uh, her uncle's brother who's also gay and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. it's it's normalizing it you know what i mean so it's not and that's what we need future generations we need it to be normalized we need it to be acceptable we need them to understand that love is love and that god made us all different god loves mm-hmm. all of us and accepts all of us and anything else that says otherwise is not to me you know loving and godly and yeah so yeah, yeah I- Mm-mm-mm. yeah so i mean this has been interesting <laughs> interesting to talk about um i i definitely um hope that if you are if listening to this and you're older let's say you're 40 plus and you're mm-hmm. thinking like oh my god I, i'm Damn, like 40 to plus older tatiana well my lord I older <laughs> carry on anyway anywho mercy if you are listening to this and you're 40 plus <laughs> and you're thinking about your sexuality and things like that i mean there are resources for you um the lgbt um agingcenter.org um is a great resource to kind of talk about coming to terms with your sexuality later in life um how to navigate those spaces um, and how to really like, you know, what's the dating scene? Like, I mean, dating scene is very different now, honey. They got Tinder, Grindr, Bumper, whatever they got now. So, <laughs> the name Grindr gets me every time. I love it. <laughs> flapper, yeah. uh, whatever they got, girl. I'm just making up names, but um, <laughs> Flapper. <laughs> um, but, you know, they have, they have an app for everything, honey. So, yeah. you know, you have to, you know, you if you've definitely been out of the dating scene, um, it is a new world, and particularly for folks who are LGBTQIA, um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a lot to navigate. You know, do I do this? Do I do that? Sexual health, you know what I mean? Um, 
um, protecting yourself from STDs and stuff like that. Yes, lesbians, you need to protect yourself from STDs too. I don't know why. Some mm-hmm. lesbians don't think they do, but you do. <laughs> um, exactly. So, yeah, you know, you got you you've got to think about it. All these things to navigate. So the LGBT um, agingcenter.org is a great um, resource um, to kind of look at those things. Um, Maybe we could link that after this on our Instagram and stuff. Yeah, we'll, I, we'll link it on our Instagram and yeah. on our, um, our Twitter page. Yes, let's do that. We we only have one life, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think that you just got to kind of live that life and enjoy that life. And I think that is what's helped me as i become older to kind of just enjoy myself and enjoy my life more like life is too short to be unhappy to be in an unhappy marriage to be at an unhappy job though that's that's a little harder now but you know have a bad sex life that you that is bad only because you're not speaking up about it like life is too short so it's like if, if you're kind of struggling and questioning it I urge you like Tatiana said to kind of just do some research you can start online because it's more discreet that way mm-hmm. and step into who you are and step see a therapist <laughs> yes talk about it exactly in a yes, confidential yes. and safe way yeah i love this topic i think we both do you guys yeah. may hear more of this as the season progresses yes, yeah. you, you probably will. some some version of this <laughs> Some version of this is Lord knows we get scandals every week here. Yeah. <laughs> so are you watching anything good? Um last last season we talked a lot of <laughs> featured a lot of books, a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um shout out to everyone who really enjoyed my um summer reading list. Um, I even got some shout outs from the authors themselves. Um, so, yeah, it was really cool. So <laughs> I was fangirling myself. Um, so <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much to everybody who picked up those books and supported those books. Um, I will have a um, fall reading list. And then I'm thinking about doing a Christmas one, but there aren't a lot of Christmas like romances that feature oh, really? color. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, no, like that would be a huge market, but I guess not. Christmas mm-hmm. romances are pretty niche, but at the same time, they're so niche that they don't even have that many black folk in them. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, the Hallmark movies that we watch and we love are adapted from those books, but they just put black people in them. You know what I mean? Okay. So that's why, like, some of them are kind of devoid of a little um cultural. You know, they're kind mm-hmm. of on the culture side. This is um, off topic, but when you said Hallmark Christmas movies, I just like my heart started to flutter a little because I got because <laughs> on Lifetime they've already started kind of promoting like the holiday season movies that I think are starting in October, and yeah. um, I just I can't wait. Can we That's shout so much diversity. They have a gay couple. They have an interfaith couple. They have um interracial couple they have a woman in a wheelchair they the do wait yes. this is upcoming for this season yes lifetime oh my is God. and shout out, also shout out to tia mari who is producing three she actually she she inked a deal with lifetime 
to produce holiday movies and i think two of them are going to oh come out yay are you serious she's produced that's wonderful I, yeah i i know you know she's your she's your queen of yeah. <laughs> She is my queen. She's one of our queens because our other one is your namesake. But yes, she um, so, oh, she's gonna be in the movie too. Um, oh, she better be because remember yeah. last season I didn't know because she she was fresh off having that baby. But yes, she came right. with Christmas Hotel, and that was actually my number one movie of the season, Christmas Hotel. Well, do you remember that one? Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't think that was my favorite one. Oh, I love that. That was like my fantasy having a hotel year round this Christmas. So that's why I like that one. What was your favorite? And I'm kind of taking us in a different direction. I don't I know what, what my favorite movie was last year. There was Radio Christmas with Keisha Knight Pulley. Yes, there was yeah, and like Christmas. Kim Fields, remember, and her girls from um, what's her show? Um, Facts of Life. That was good too. But I think Radio Christmas is my favorite one. I love a Keisha Knight Pulliam Christmas. And the movie. guy was so cute. And he was uh, very handsome. I loved he was him. Very handsome. This is so off topic. But he was in another <laughs> lifetime movie with her. Where you remember she was pregnant and this girl. Keisha Knight Pulliam, they did another thing together? Uh, what's that called? I got that. Oh, wait a minute. That was him? Oh, my gosh. Yes. The one with that girl. She had the sister who was the lawyer. Yes, yes. Why didn't you tell me that? I love that movie. Oh, my goodness. That was so cute. I love when they pair um, actors and actresses up again who have good chemistry in mind. Do you remember? Sorry, and again, off topic. Remember even um, Jay had his little movie, Dear Santa, I Need a Date. Wasn't that so cute? It was cute. Um, it was so cute. I yeah, forget was her name. Was it Ray Preston? Yeah, Ray mm-hmm. But anyway, you had asked about if I had watched anything in <laughs> aside from Christmas. I've watched a couple of little flicks. Um, I could talk. What What about you? Anything that you wanted to share? Well, well kind of tying back into the topic. It's not mm-hmm. a movie, but it's a series. So if you, any of you are watching Lovecraft Country, oh my god, it's amazing it's you can you love horror you would, totally, you would totally love this show on hbo but it's also horror it's also social commentary it's 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 some of all of that so if you all love the watchman from last season um last year uh, with regina keeney who just won an emmy by the way for watchmen um mm-hmm. you'll love lovecraft country and in it we have the great michael kenneth williams who is an amazing 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 actor i can't not say enough about Michael K. Williams um, and he's playing the father in there and in there I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't seen it but well, you can tell us about, a little premise yeah without, without spoiling I'll just say about finding your sexuality late in life mm. there's, there's kind of a storyline a parallel storyline to that with him in it in it. so and it was beautifully done last week um, uh, was last week or week before last I think it was last week um, in the in the in the series so it's really good so you all just check out that's, that's the only thing I'm is it new? huh is this what season is it in is it new or has it's it been the very on? first season this is a brand new just started okay. about six weeks ago mm-hmm. um so it's it's brand new to hbo so, mm-hmm. so there and there's the theme of finding your sexuality later in life because i think hollywood and production has a lot to do with helping change and shape the attitude so i'm so excited that this is i haven't watched any episodes yet but i think 
shows like this are necessary. They're very yeah, necessary. Yeah. You kind of have a love-hate relationship with Montrose, but you I mean, mm-hmm. you'll you you just get what I'm saying if you if you watch the show. But okay. um, yeah, that that's about it. And I started, I watched um Love Guaranteed mm-hmm. um, with Damon Wayans. It was cute. That's all what I can is say. The scene is of um what is it with Damon Wayans or one of the Wayans kids? Is it Damon Wayans Jr.? Oh, Damon Wayans Jr. I was about to say, I remember the preview and it was like a young, okay, so he's the son of Damon Wayans. Okay. He looks like a so much like good, more good looking, good look. If that was a, if that was a word. He's a handsome young man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's super handsome, like super, super handsome. It's a, it's a cute movie. I, I, I was pleased to see that way. Like, if, like if you're doing something around the house and you just have it on, then mm-hmm. that's like it's nothing you gotta like sit down and like super you know pay attention to so it's a pretty trite tropey you know mm-hmm. um, um um romance i think i should talk about tropes one day because i use that word a lot so i'll put people like, what does that mean but um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um i should probably talk about what tropes are but tropes just in general are things that come up all the time in romances um mm-hmm. it's like friends to lovers uh enemies to lovers uh secret mm-hmm. enemies uh billionaire yeah. you know alpha asshole billionaires um, <laughs> you know these are kind of the 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 tropes that you get with with um most romances you know or um mm-hmm. you know what's another one uh like it's just you know like a, like a small town romance or um mm-hmm. uh, kind of slow simmering heat you know you have you have different kind of tropes you know that are mm-hmm. in romance that are kind of you know popping out there I don't I, I as a writer I don't there are certain things I don't write so and I just refuse to write but oh, you know, okay but mm-hmm. you know to each your own you know I'm not gonna not what you like <laughs> what you <laughs> like you know but right you know, some stuff is just not my not my jam you know, yeah not, that's it that's all but um, yeah, so I usually, well, if you, again, if you're tuning in for the first time, I usually do the reading romance uh, segment and kind of give recommendations of books um, for um, for the podcast for the week. And I think I'm going to have them be more topical. So like if we have a topic and then we're, I'm going to just kind of give you a book that kind of goes along with the topic that we're talking about. That's so as we talk about um, sexuality and finding your sexuality late in life, I had two books um, come up. <clears throat> One is called A Taste of Her Own Medicine by Tasha L. Harrison, um, phenomenal writer. Um, it's about a woman who re-enters the workplace after she divorces her husband of 13 years. And um, she decides to sign up for like a course or something like that. Uh, and then when she looks and finds the instructor, um, you know, he was like younger than her, a little bit younger than her. And mm-hmm. he's like, like the fever, you know what I mean? <laughs> and she's like, oh, I don't know. I don't think I can take this class. And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, the the um, the instructor kind of, you know, sees her and kind of like, oh, okay, who is this? Um, mm-hmm. and Falls, falls, you know, kind of falls for the woman and gets mm-hmm. you know pretty fixated on her because even though they have an age difference, mm-hmm. um, so it's kind of Yakini's favorite May December romances. <laughs> What's <laughs> the age difference? Is it over ten years? 
I think that's what constitutes May December. Yeah, it was over. It's over ten years. So, so the um, idea is that kind of he's awakening her sexuality and and yeah, that yeah, okay. he's awakening her sexuality and there's something that's been pretty dormant. And so, you mm. know, he had kind of a ho hum sex life, you know, with her husband. And I she think that's really so. I, that's so. I think that's so many women's story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not off, but that struck something in me. But yes. <laughs> That's nice. I might check that out. What's it called again? You'll it's called Taste of Her Own Medicine by Tasha oh. L. Harrison. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then the next one is a little different. It's a graphic novel. Um, it's basically a comic, a long form comic. Oh, when um, you said graphic novel, I didn't know if you meant like illustration or like a graphic novel. I was like, yeah, you speak up. No, my, as, in, as in graphics, as in mm-hmm. like graphics, plural. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's called Bingo Love by T. Franklin. Um, it's an award-winning, um, I think Lambda Lit winning um, LGBT uh, comic. It's about Hazel Johnson and Mary McRae who meet at a church bingo in 1963. And it's basically <laughs> love at first sight. Yes, a bingo girl in 1963. And it was basically love at first sight for the two of them. But you know they had they they couldn't be together. Their parents. Whitney Robin unrequited love because it wasn't okay to come out. Right, right. But mm-hmm. they loved. Like they they confessed their love to each other, and their parents forced them apart. And then mm-hmm. decades later, when they're in their mid sixties, mm-hmm. uh, they both divorce their husbands and get together. Mm, that's so, really not a good plot. Different. So it's sort of like showed their love story and them being apart over over all these years, mm-hmm. and um, they love each other until their old age when the other one kind of gets Alzheimer's and starts to forget who she is. That's um, it's big. beautifully done, beautifully written. I recommend mm-hmm. you all get the expanded version, which has like different versions mm-hmm. by some really well respected authors. Um, there's mm-hmm. one in there by Alyssa Cole. Um, so it's really cute and the second volume is coming out I think the middle of next year which kind of tells um, one of the other ladies story on, on like the other end because it mm-hmm. kind of leaves with like a cliffhanger at the end so um, it's a really good it's really really good I recommend it amazing. Um, it's really great yeah. kind of the opposite end I w- wasn't sure if I even wanted to share this one because it's not quite um, a romantic um movie but mm-hmm. i did see recently called a girl like grace it's a netflix mm-hmm. and it kind of talks about on the opposite end the younger generation and kind of how they sometimes are coming of age coming into their sexuality um and the challenges associated with that and i think that it's a really good movie a very powerful movie for us to watch kind of as women older parents te- parents of teenagers because it kind of just talks about how that the challenges that come with that and so mm-hmm. the movie also sets all types of topics like from like feeling ostracized at school and being bullied and even like suicidality so all of those topics are covered it's a very poignant movie but also it's a very you know there's a little bit of humor in it and it's, it's a very enjoyable film um and it stars ryan destiny i think she's in a show called um one of those singing ones it was, it was all stars thing. stars canceled now is it canceled? Oh, she's such oh, a pretty yeah. girl. <laughs> um, 
her mom is Garcelle Beauvais, who does a phenomenal job, looks amazing, and mm-hmm. she grows up in like a super dysfunctional environment. It's a Mississippi trailer park, and um, Raven Simone, who we know is also very proud and out, and she's she just amazing. got married too. What happened? She just Say got married too. Is she married now? Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, Raven Simone is in it, and um, she's actually playing like the mean girl. But um, but no, it's a great movie, and it's definitely about like it's like a coming of age, coming into your sexuality story. And I think it gives a nice perspective. You know, at any age, it brings its challenges. But when you're able to kind of step into who you are, I think that the end results hopefully are worth it for you. You know, and definitely trying to step into that sooner rather than later, because you don't want to. Yeah. Like yeah. you said, later in life, just have regrets yeah. about <laughs> anything. Yeah. Like so special, and in their sixties, they can kind of grow old together and love love one another. But imagine the years they could have shared had they yeah. been able to step into that sooner. But it's hard, you know, it's hard. Yeah. And I don't want anyone to think we're minimizing how challenging that is, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We totally understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been fun. Our first episode for you know 2020 2021 season so we hope you all with us and of course we're going to talk about the holiday movies coming up all the all the good stuff that you all are into uh book recommendations and um movie recommendations going to be a lot of movies coming out between now and um the end of the year as a matter of fact there's a fall uh harvest movie coming out saturday i think on hallmark starring an african-american woman uh african-american interracial couple um i want to say i'm gonna tell you the name of it i'm gonna have to look it up really really quickly because you know girl i have them saved on my phone and um i get alerts (laughs) I get alerts when the movies are coming out. Um, but yeah, Fall uh, fall Harvest is the Hallmark. Um, fall, they, only, they do a very small amount of fall movies. Um, but there's one called fall, Falling for Look Lodge. Um, it's starring Clark Bacco. I don't know who she is, but it comes on Saturday, the 26th at 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there's My Best Friend's Bouquet. On October 10th, is starring our girl Chaley Rose, who was in our in the Christmas movie last year. Oh, I like that one. Christmas with um my boy Ron Flynn from How to Get Away with Murder. Okay, um, wait, what was it called again? Christmas what? Christmas duet. Remember? Okay, okay, yes, I do remember. That was a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, my best friend's bouquet. Um, and so um she's in those that movie. So they have a couple, a couple movies with some, with some people of color in them. Um, I'm so, excited. Lifetime's been doing good. Hallmark's been doing good. Keep up the yeah, good work. Yeah. I think you had, you had something to do with that, Tatiana. I really do give you credit you know, for I'm that. Gonna, you know what? I was gonna say I was gonna toot my own damn horn, but let's do it, girl. Mm-mm. I know y'all got my um many, many tweets and, and <laughs> Facebook um, messages saying, "Look, we mm-hmm. need the first stories." Period. Black, <laughs> black, Asian, indigenous, very straight. Mm-hmm. You know, you able-bodied, disabled. You yeah. Know, you know, we need all those types of stories. So we want to be represented. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Listen, even oh, did you see the movie last week? Not to go off top, but did you see the movie last last? Uh, I think it was during their, I think their weddings or whatever. But there was one where uh, it was like four. The person went to like four weddings or something like that. And I think it was their summer nights. Okay, I didn't see that one. The person went to like four. Oh, it was called wedding wedding every weekend. And in this one, um, a couple goes to four different weddings, and they had an interfaith wedding, they had an interracial wedding, they had a black wedding, and a gay wedding. Mm-hmm. Hallmark right. showed a gay wedding. I could not believe it. Hallmark has come a long way. Go Hallmark. Way. We're proud of you. Mm-hmm. We're very, very proud. So, you know, we hope you can step up to the plate like like Lifetime, who was a lot more bolder with their choices. Yeah. But- yeah. Um, we hope they can step up to the plate too but anyway yeah. we'll we'll keep you all informed about what's popping and we'll definitely have our Christmas movie list that was always comprehensive we'll definitely have that up in our group on Facebook it's called Romance um, Movie Addicts of Color please join us um, you can find us on Twitter at uh, Romance in the letter N color mm-hmm. with a U you can't <laughs> Get the U. Mm-hmm. You and we're romance in color with a U on Instagram as well. So thank you all for joining us. We welcome any comments, thoughts, questions. Leave them on the Facebook group or in an Instagram post, or you can also email us with ideas, topics, advice, or anything. We are open and excited to hear from you. Yes, you can email us, email us at romance in color, in color dot. Um, at gmail.com so yeah we're 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 romancing color everywhere just about except twitter somebody had that handle so i couldn't get it but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) so anyway we'll talk to you all later we'll see you next week see you next week bye bye